You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey there, this is Danielle. And this is Jamie. Welcome to episode 25 of the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast. We are super excited to bring you an interview with Shelly Warren today. Jamie, I love Shelly. I like when I think of Shelly, I think of big puffy hearts. Yes. Shelly was just such an important person in for us when we hired our first person. She was everything. She made it so unbelievably easy. She literally took away all of our excuses. <laughs> and some of those excuses I was kind of hanging on to, but yeah, yeah, she really did take them all away and made it easy and kind of fun. It was great. Once I felt like to give some background, Shelly really helped us craft our first job description, um, which is something that I don't think Danielle and I had ever had to think about in a really long time. And she made it so manageable. And so once we had that, everything sort of flowed so well from there. It was it was awesome. It was really good. And I think we should probably talk a little bit just about what our hiring process looked like, because that's, I think, something that a lot of people in our audience are either going through or have been through when they've made their first hire. What do you think got us to the point where we were like, we have to do this? We have to like we should have done it so much earlier. Yeah, I think it was, we looked at ourselves and said, we should have hired someone six months ago. <laughs> we, I, I think the problem, and we've talked about this before, is we, you and I will sort of get into this state of overwhelm and then we'll pull ourselves out of it and we'll feel okay. And I think we got to the point where we were in a constant state of overwhelm when we realized, oh, wow, we should have hired someone six months ago. So we never got to this state of overwhelm. Absolutely. And I'll be completely honest with people because I know this is hiring is scary. Giving over control is scary. And I think everybody knows from this podcast that that's something I hesitate to do. And it's folks, if you are like me and you're that super type A person who wants to be in charge of all the things, no, no, it's awesome. Give it up. Give up the control. Send it to whomever. I told Jamie today, I love the fact that I can now send things off and say, here, can you do this thing that's part of your job so that it frees up so much more of my time and it's created so much white space, which was a big goal for me for 2018. So I could not be happier. It was without a doubt one of the best decisions that we've made. For me, the issue wasn't um, the same as Danielle's. It wasn't so much the control as it was just the time <laughs> to say, all right, we're going to devote to teaching someone everything. 
Um, and that's what held me back and holds me back from hiring and delegating uh, because I just think to myself, well, if I'm teaching somebody that it's very short-sighted and really not smart. <laughs> if I'm teaching somebody this, I'm not doing what needs to get done. But that's just a temporary sort of pain that you need to get over very quickly. And also for me, it's trusting myself to make the right choice in person. Uh, that was another thing that sort of held me back from pulling the trigger and wanting to hire someone because for Danielle and I, our work is so confidential and it's so, it can be delicate at times and our clients have a wide range of personalities. So finding the right person who would potentially interface with clients for us was huge because our clients are our business and they mean everything to us. So that was, for me, another thing that was holding me back was saying, okay, we're going to find the right person. They're going to have all these different traits. I almost felt like we were looking for a unicorn. And actually, we found our unicorns. We <laughs> did. God. And the funny thing about that is, I think that there's two things. First of all, one thing that I think is really important there, when you talk about finding the right person, we had a really good conversation at that time that was really about trusting our gut and knowing, even if you can't necessarily articulate it, you know when something is right or not right. So that was, I think, a really important thing for us to think about when we were looking for that right person. So if you're just not sure and you're trying to check off boxes, trust your gut too. Put that in there because that was a big piece of it. But the second thing that we learned is we weren't just ready to hire one person. We hired two. So we had been searching for an online business manager and we ended up hiring an online business manager who was handling an amazing array of system issues for us, things that we never would have done on our own. We never, ever would have touched the things that she's doing. And we also hired a virtual paralegal, which has been life changing life-changing. And that also paved the way for us to then talk about hiring attorneys to work for us, which we're in the process of doing too. So it's one thing led to another, led to another. And I wish we would have done it six months ago. <laughs> and really now do. that we know how awesome and easy it is, it's like, oh yeah, let's keep doing this. It was fantastic. You, you really just need to pull the trigger on the first one. That's it. Once you do that, it becomes so much easier. It really, really does. And the trusting your gut, I think is such a great point. Um, and it's something that you and I definitely shared a struggle with of saying, because there were certain people on paper, we wanted them to fit and they, they just didn't. And then when we really sat down and sort of turned off all the noise and said, who felt the most right? We were both like, yep, we just knew. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I'm super excited for today's interview because Shelly Warren is an absolute expert in this field. She's got more than 25 years of people development experience with Procter & Gamble. She provides high-performing employees, ambitious entrepreneurs, and corporations elite services for those who are ready to thrive by designing their dream career and their dream team. She's going to get into a lot of details on how to hire, when to hire, and what to do. Like These are really good concrete tips that you can use to in your next hiring journey. So we are super excited to talk to Shelly and we will get into the interview after a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This 
This episode is brought to you by Hashtag Legal. Hashtag Legal is a full-service law firm specializing in influencer marketing, social media, and service professionals. We offer a wide range of services, contract review and drafting, trademark and copyright registration and monitoring, FTC advice and disclosures, and full site reviews, including drafting site terms and conditions and privacy policies. Check us out at www.hashtag-legal.com. Shelly, I am so excited to talk to you today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Danielle. I'm thrilled to be here. Before we dive into talking about hiring and growing your team, can you tell us a bit more about your background? Sure. So I have recently left the corporate world after 26 years working for Procter & Gamble, where I did a ton of leading technical teams including um, teams that are virtual and within other countries coming together for one common cause or one common project. I did a ton of leadership training, project management, but teams and leadership development has always been my jam. So tell us a little bit more about where that has taken you in your journey. Uh, When I was in my corporate world, I was always asked from other leaders why I was able to get the results that I was able to achieve. And essentially, there was comments like, well, no wonder she's so successful at everything she does. Check out that stack team she has. And it dawned on me one day, as more and more people came to me wanting to know how I chose people to work with me and how I attracted people to work with me, that I really had a niche for learning how to stack a team and stacking a team well. So as I left my corporate world, I part of my exit strategy was I had a business called She Connects, where essentially I help people find and create their dream teams and their dream career. And within that, I used all the skills and experiences that I learned over my 26 years on how to stack a team. And so now I love to help clients and others who are wanting to build up their teams because they recognize that they've come to a point in their business that having more people on the team in the right fit roles is really going to be the key for their success to get them to the next level. I can't agree with this more. I think that this is a lesson that many business owners learn. So when most influencers are starting out, really, they're the only person on their team and they're handling all the things. They may contract out certain very specific tasks like bookkeeping or legal or tech. If someone knows that they need help and that they want to grow their business, can you give tips on when the best time to expand is? So I'm doing this right now with Natalie Ekdahl at BizChicks, where I've come on board with her team as chief people officer to help her stack her team as she's getting ready to scale her business to the next level. And typically what I like to have people first ponder about when they're considering hiring is what is the compelling reason that is even making you think that you need to hire? And typically they'll answer with things like, I'm spending way too much time in the trenches. I am not being the face of my brand. And how I like to understand that or relay that back to them is that they're really spending way too much time on the $100 tasks and the $300 tasks when really as the CEO of your business and as the face of your brand, you need to be out there spending all of your time on the $10,000 tasks or the $20,000 tasks. The tasks that are really bringing in those high profits, that's where you need to be. Not dealing in the day-to-day 
$100 tasks. So would your advice typically be for somebody if you find yourself spending too much time on those lower dollar tasks and you need to shift, that's probably when your best hiring point is? Yes. That and when you realize you're leaving money on the table. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. If you're leaving money on the table, if you are not getting into your inbox quick enough with a response time to be able to respond with these offers that are coming your way, you're really losing, you're losing out. And then that leads to frustration, resentment, and overwhelm. So typically there's a compelling reason, like you're spending way too much time in the hundred dollar tasks. You're spending way too much time in your business. And, and I know for many of us in the entrepreneurial world, we, we, you know, we say that phrase a lot, but in my mind, that's really spending way too much time where you actually are out of harmony in your life. So you're spending too many hours in a week working on your business, thinking about your business, worrying about your business, frustrated with the fact that you can't move your business forward. You know, all of those kind of thoughts are not serving you well. And so they're actually stalling you in the growth of your of your business when really you could convince yourself that you're on top of it all and you're just, you know, you, your mind never shuts off. You're constantly thinking about your business. But in reality, where you should be spending time thinking about your business are strategic moves strategic hires, strategic connections, what's happening in my marketplace, what's happening on trend right now. That's where your brain needs to be. Not worrying about, did I reply back to that offer? Did I send those photos in? Did I get my copy off to my graphic artist? Those kind of tasks need to be done by someone else on your team. Everything you said there resonates so much as a small business owner. I think that we hear those complaints regularly that the overwhelm kicks in and you don't feel like you have any time. So now if someone knows that they need to hire, what role do you typically tell people to hire for first? Well, typically I tell people to actually hire someone to do sales first, because often that is not our, as CEOs of in the entrepreneur world, many of us jump into that world where sales is not our strength. Consider hiring someone to do sales. And if that's not where you think you need to go, or if that's feeling like more of a second move, your next move truly needs to be an assistant. And with today's marketplace in the virtual assistant marketplace, there are so many opportunities for you to get top-notch talent to join your team. Because many people are suddenly waking up and realizing that they want a career where they can play with their strengths, get paid for their brilliance, and not actually have to commute, not have to work in a workplace that doesn't fit their integrity, and be surrounded and work with clients that they love versus working with people that they have to. So there is a lot of top talent out there right now in the virtual world that you can attract to you and to your brand, bring them onto your team, and seriously, these people can be game changers. I can't tell you how many people that have told me that they kick themselves every day for not doing that hire sooner. I might be one of them. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And you worked with us, Jamie, and I talked about this in our intro. You have worked with us on our hiring process. And I think that that is so important. And one of the things that I for me was hardest, and you know this, Shelly, because we had a lot of conversations about it, was feeling like I was letting go control on things that I had to, that I had to have my hands in. So you helped us work through that. And thank you again. One of the things that was also really hard was once you're ready to take that next step, like once you get through that hurdle that you're ready to hire, 
what comes next? Well, the first thing is, you know, after you've decided that you want to hire and you've aligned on who this person is going to be, then it really comes down to asking yourself this deep, dark question, which is really, why the hell would anybody want to work with you? (laughs) And the minute you ask that question and you can start to formulate why you are a cool person that someone would want to come on board and work alongside you. That can really help drive you to craft your compelling job posting. Because as I said earlier, there is a lot of top talent out there, but you need to find a way to attract them and have your job posting jump off the computer screen right into their heart. And they will want to work with you for all of the reasons that you've listed in that job posting which really starts with telling people, what are they going to be doing? Many of us, when we write a job description, it's like this brain dump of tasks that we want people to do. But high talent, high caliber, high performing people, they want to know what kind of impact they're going to have in your business. So when you use words like lead this, research this, develop this, responsible for, create this, drive a switch in my marketplace in this way. When you use words that are actionable and that really compensate, or when you use words that are actionable and that really link to the outcome of what they're going to be doing, people can then more easily picture themselves working with you, working alongside you and being an extension of you and your brand. That is such Good advice. And that was one of the things that we worked really closely with you on was crafting the right job description. Um, I think anybody who listens to the podcast knows Jamie and I have different personalities. And so we really wanted to craft something that captured that and to talk about what kind of person we needed to make sure that they understood who they were working with. Once you get your job description, one of the number one questions we hear is, okay, I know that I need to hire. I have what I need the person to do. Where do I find them? Where do you recommend people start their search when they're trying to find someone to hire? I always recommend that they start close to home. And what I mean by close to home is physically, locally, and then secondly, within your own network and your own connections. And look about within those connections with somebody who you admire and whose opinion you admire and ask them hey, where did you find your team? That virtual assistant that you're always going on and on about how amazing she is. Where did you find her? Does she have a sister? Joking. But many of those people often are connected to each other. And if you're specifically looking for a virtual assistant, there are many businesses that are have come together to create a one-stop agency for virtual assistants, and they do a lot of pre-vetting themselves. That is a really good tip. Someone knows where they're going to go. Next step is going to be applications and getting all of the resumes. What do you typically recommend here? Other than just reviewing those resumes, do you have tips for how to identify the best candidates? Sure. The first thing you want to do when you look at an application is look for gaps, right? You want to look for actual time gaps, You know, was this person on maternity leave for a year? Was this person on hiatus? Did they, um, you know, take six months off to go to a foreign country with their church as a community philanthropic adventure? Like, look for those types of gaps in their work history. They can be very telling. And when you are in the interview process, ask about those gaps. You'd be amazed at what you will find about people who do not put information on their applications because they they don't believe it's 
relevant. But in reality, it is because it's telling you a lot about them, their personality, what gets their mojo going, you know, what their interests are in life. You mentioned conducting interviews. What tips do you have for asking great questions? I mean, when I was interviewing, it really was the, tell us what your greatest strengths are. What about your greatest weakness? And you kind of always just had your canned responses. So do you have ways to get better acquainted with somebody in an interview to figure out if they're the right person for you? You want them to get to tell you stories. You can learn so much about a person by the way they tell the story and the content of the story. So how to launch those kind of questions. I'll give you a couple of examples. Tell me about a time when you worked with your most frustrating client. Tell me it all. And so then what they will do is they will come back and tell you about their most frustrating client. But in reality, this is where you as the interviewer needs to lean in and listen because what they actually are doing are telling you about what frustrates them. And those key signals will be able to give you more insider information on whether or not they're going to be a right fit for you. You've taken the time to be very clear in your role posting by including key details like what it would be like to, you know, what's the day in the life of working with Danielle? I remember when we did your job postings, we took time to craft out describing what it would be like to work with you and what it would be like to work with Jamie because you are co-CEOs working on two different coasts. You know, and that was a compelling, fresh idea for people to consider working for. So as you're asking those questions, you want to hear, will that be frustrating for them? The fact that they have two CEOs and the fact that one is on one coast and one is on the other. So lean in to listen to what's frustrating them and what excites them. And you want to ask questions like, tell me about a time. Tell me about a time you had a well-laid plan for a project and it went awry. How did you recover? Tell me about the, yeah, tell me about the person who, uh, tell me about your most recent joyful customer service experience you've ever had. I would love to hear people's answers to that one because that, you're right, that really can tell you a lot about a person for sure. Yeah, you want to get them talking and you want, you don't want those one word answers. You want them to describe an experience for you because as you're listening to those experiences, that's when you can really check in with yourself and say, can I offer this person that same high level of experience? Most influencers are going to be working with virtual candidates. Do you think there's anything special that we should ask in the virtual space that's different because we're hiring for a virtual position than if you were hiring somebody that you're going to meet face-to-face? Absolutely. I think one of the great questions to ask a virtual candidate is to come flat out and ask them, in what way can I ensure that you feel connected to me. And they may ask, you know, they may answer you with a simple reply of, if we could have one face-to-face video conference call a week, I would be fine for that. If I am able to reach out to you on Boxer once in the morning and once at the end of my day, I would feel connected that way. Because because you're not seeing these people on a day-to-day basis, you're not walking by each other in the hallway. You're not sharing lunch together. You're not, you know, standing at the water cooler talking about what TV show you watched last night. There's a high probability that those team members can feel isolated. And so what you want to make sure is that you are always top of mind with them. And that comes from building a relationship. So by getting right out of the gate and asking them, in what way can I make sure that you feel connected to me and be open to whatever the answer is, and then actually following through on it, 
that will go so far in building trust with them. So I have one last bigger question for you. And that's once you find that right person, of course, the next step is going to be to put a contract in place. Mm-hmm. And I'll just throw out here. Yes, you can get those contracts right here from Business Ease in our store. We'll put a link in the show notes. There's my shameless plug for today. What do you recommend for people to do when they are onboarding to make sure that things move smoothly? When I think about onboarding, the phrase that comes to mind for me all the time is first moment of truth. You want to make sure that you are delighting that new team member and that you're backing up with real life experiences, what they thought they were going to be walking into based on your job posting. So oftentimes when you talk to disgruntled employees, one of the first thing that comes out of their mouth, this joint is nothing like I thought it was going to be. Or this leader is not the leader that I met in my interview. And she's not the leader that she proclaimed to be within that job posting. So things that you can do to improve that first moment of truth is to go back and read that job posting over again before this first person's first day of work. And on day one, you want to have a plan where that person joins the team and feels totally welcome. Ways in which you can do that is to make sure that you're removing any stumbling blocks that they're going to have for that first week. So things like provide them access to everything you think they're going to need within those first two weeks. Provide them an email that's attached to your brand. Give them your cell phone numbers. Give them your Voxer IDs. Give them access to any systems or drives that you have. And then put together a two-week plan for them that includes who the other resources are and all their contact information that they're going to be working with for the first two weeks. And then here's the thing. Give them some key outputs and outcomes that they're going to own within those first two weeks. Knowing that they're going to be able to join a team where they're going to directly be able to add value on day one because you've given them an outcome or an expectation to shoot for is really going to be a motivator for them. My mind is blown right now. You've given so many good tips. And since Jamie and I have just gotten through the hiring process and we're working with our new online business manager, this is all of the things that we're now saying, okay, these have been top of mind for us. So I can't thank you enough for all of the tips that you've provided. This is such good information. So before we wrap up, because as we've mentioned, Jamie and I have worked with you um, to help us when we were in that hiring process. If people want to work with you for something similar, is there a way to do that? Of course, you can email me at Shelly with an I at bizchicks.com and we spell chicks with an X. Awesome. And we will include that in the show notes so that everybody knows where to find you. Before we go, can I ask you our rapid fire questions that we ask all of our interview guests? (laughs) Absolutely. Number one, coffee or tea? Tea. Next, what's your favorite book? It can be business or not business. Oh, so many to choose from. Um, I would have to say anything by Elizabeth Gilbert. Excellent. Next one, what's the first thing you did to celebrate success in your business? What did you do for yourself? Well, the first thing I did when I left corporate world was buy myself a brand new car. I walked in, paid cash, walked out, drove right off the lot, and practically did a cartwheel. I was was heading out to the car. That was the first yeah, that was the first thing I did when I left my corporate world and jumped into entrepreneurship. But the first significant sale that I had within my business, how I celebrated was a day at the spa. 
Oh, I love it. That's, I think Jamie and I would probably have very similar answers. <laughs> now, our next one is, do you have a word for the year? If so, what is it? I do have a word for the year. My word this year is serve. I love it. Are you an Apple or a PC person? Apple. And our very last one is tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at Shelly at bizchicks.com. And I am all over most social medias, um, platforms that are out there. And of course, I also invite you to reach out to me on LinkedIn, which at Shelly Warren on LinkedIn. Shelly, thank you so much for joining us. And if anyone has any additional questions for Shelly, she is a member of the HQ, which you can join at businessease.com slash HQ. She is an amazing resource for anyone who has questions on stacking their team and hiring. My big puffy hearts for Shelly continue. Danielle, that was amazing. One of my favorites. She's such an expert. Oh, she's so, she's just, she's just wicked smart. That's mm -hmm. all. She's great. And she's such a good person. She is Canadian. So. <laughs> <laughs> that makes she, her extra nice. Yes, she is awesome. And she is a member in the HQ. So if you have questions on your hiring process, she's definitely somebody that you can tag. You can, if you're not a member yet, you can go to businessease.com slash HQ. And we would also like to hear from you there. What, who was the first hire you made for your business? Or if you haven't done that yet, who do you want to hire? Who do you want that first person to be? And for show notes, you can go to businessease.com slash episode 25. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.